Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 61 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. We're back with our uh, divisional breakdowns and this time we're moving over to the north and we're going to start with the NFC North this episode. So with me to break it all down, I have Mo. Giddy up. And we think Chiggs is going to be joining soon, but um, just caught up in work at the moment. So Mo, it's just me and you at the moment. Um had first of my redraft drafts um, this weekend, and you were also drafting for one of the teams. What are your takeaways uh, from that? Any lessons learned to take into your other drafts? Um, I think one thing, uh, I mean, uh, fortunately, this was not a super flex, uh, just a standard QB, one, one QB league. Um, I, I, I believe, you have, I think there's this very good solid depth at QB. So that's one position I'm, I'm kind of reverting back to my old self where I've never been that high on QB anyway, drafting them early in the, in the draft. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah. And if you're in a 10 person league, I mean, honestly, I don't even think you need to carry a second QB on your, on your roster. I would just carry one. And, uh, and just, I mean, I think the waiver wise, just, just, you have a plethora of QBs to go after uh, running back still kind of scarce. Um, I think after round one, after, I mean, this was a keeper. So, um, you know, if you have, if you have a solid uh, running back, from prior years, um, I think that's that's one position to always keep. And wide receiver, I mean, I think, I mean, one person I'm really shocked about was OBJ. How far or how late he's going in in in, in drafts. I mean, you have to remember in the last two years um, he was injury riddled. Uh, and um, but people forget, I mean, the talent's there. Uh, and uh, if it, if it all comes together, I mean, you're talking about wide receiver one. You're getting late late in drafts. I just I yeah. just see tremendous value in him. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point, and I think there's going to be a few players who surprise. Um, Michael Thomas, for different reasons, is going late as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think a lot of that is based on we just don't know what's going on with him now. There's reports of surgery. There's reports yep. that he he left the team hanging and then yeah, three months. Also, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of issues there. But then I think the guy who got him was like his wide receiver three, maybe four. So that's amazing value uh, i think one thing with obj i would just point out though he's not yet in the two seasons he's been at the browns shown any sort of chemistry with uh, baker mayfield now baker is the guy he's gonna get his extension or i think he already has signed his um extension right from the uh, end of his rookie deal and so while i hear you i think the talent is unquestionable but we've not so far seen any sort of um, chemistry there. So I think you definitely wouldn't feel comfortable, I wouldn't, with OBJ as my wide receiver one. And uh, I yeah, think for sure. Wide yeah, no. receiver two, you'd be okay with if you're stacked at like running back and you've got Waller or Kelsey as your tight end, perhaps. You know, but, honestly, but he's good. I mean, I think I picked him as my wide receiver three or four. I mean, he's, he's, he's going tremendously late. I think my first two were... In, well, in this draft, I had, I had the likes of DJ Moore and and Scary Terry, um, and uh, I mean those were my you know you know I guess the, the first two wide receivers I took. But I think OBJ was my third or fourth wide receiver. He's just, I mean he's just he's just been dropping, and that, that's the part that's been astounding me this year. Also, a couple of mock drafts I, I, I did. Um, yeah. One guy that people are just kind of shying away, and um, and yeah, I mean so far all reports that he's healthy, he's he's in good shape. So let's see. I, I do I do understand I do understand the rapport. Um, with Mayfield and whatnot, but uh, I mean the upside is, is there. I mean that, that this is this, you know I, I think you're probably drafting him in round six or seven, 
Um, and so, I mean, the value is there when, you, when you're that late. I mean, you know, the first five, I understand, first five picks, they should be solid starters. But after that, um, you know, you're pretty much kind of taking almost a punt on a lot of these players. Yeah. I think similarly, but not to the same extent, one player I've seen, and I've been picking him up in a lot of best ball leagues, and I think I got him on, in fact, I did get him on the week at the weekend as well, is Aaron Rodgers. I think people are still associating Aaron Rodgers with sort of the the issues that he had coming into end of last season and then into this preseason. But, you know, he's back. I think he's getting things his way. And I've seen him going quite often as like the the QB eight, nine, something like that. And um, yeah, I think he deserves a bit more respect because he's just come off an MVP season. And uh, one thing I would say is with Aaron Rodgers, if he's going to get things his way and they're going to, um, you know, basically try and keep him happy, I think he is going to get more opportunities to throw because that's been one of his gripes is um you know that he's felt a lot more restricted with the arm legendary arm talent that he has so uh, yeah i think i think rogers is just being slept on a little bit i've seen him going behind the likes of tom brady behind russell wilson um, yeah that, that's crazy I, uh, yeah i agree if you, if you can get him that late um uh yeah that's 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 ridiculous i mean i think he's easy gonna be qb1 again this year um he's got he's got uh Cobb coming in in the slot there. I mean, I, I think him and Tony are going to have better, better rapport. And you have, you know, the best wide receiver at the moment um, in uh, in Adams, especially fantasy wise. So, yeah. Well, we'll get to it because that's in this division, isn't it? So let's. That is let's true. That is true. Yeah. Let's get started with the Bears then. Uh, so the Bears, um, actually, things worked out quite well for them because there was talks about them having to trade up and and all sorts. And in the end, Justin Fields kind of. Uh, drop to them, or they did actually trade up, but it wasn't they, they a trade, yeah, price to pay. You know, right. they didn't have to give up multiple firsts or anything. It was, um, I can't remember exactly what it was. What isn't it like a second or something to move up eight spots? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I believe uh, so. You know, whatever it was, because I think that was the same offer they gave the Panthers, and the Panthers declined it. Didn't think it was worth it. Um, yep, not yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, that was a great move and by them. Who did they? They traded up with the Giants, I believe, who traded down and got Tony. So anyway, you know, long story short, it looks like they've got the QB of the future. We've raised concerns about Justin Fields just on the basis that he slipped so far. So we kind of wondered what coaches might be seeing. But when you look at the alternatives, um, yes, they're well-known names in Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. But what's your thoughts on what? What's that QB? room going to play out like this season how do you see that going i think andy dalton starts um uh, I, I think he'll start um and i think justin fields uh th- the thing is he's been actually quite impressive and camp from everything i've been hearing um i think his biggest thing was a lot, lot what a lot of, a lot of teams were con- concerned about was his his passion to continue playing or his passion um of the game and i think that's one of the things i've heard is, uh, that, that you know teams are sort of concerned with um however i mean he's he's been balling out um, I'm thinking he probably takes over sooner than later. Um, I, I think he might be, uh, I mean, I think Trey Lance, they're going to wait, they're going to they're wait on starting him immediately. Um, and then Mac Jones, I'm not quite sure there, but he might be, he might actually start before Mac Jones. We know, we know Wilson and, and, um, Wilson starting there, uh, in, uh, in the, with the Jets and, um, Lawrence is probably going to start with the, with the Jaguars. However, there's, there's been news today that Minshew, Minshew has been playing 
pretty well lately. So uh, we never know. But I, I think Fields, I think he'll see the field sooner than later, um, as long as his passion's there to play the game. Um, I mean, the talent, the talent's there. He, he's got great talent. Uh, you know, he, he took he took Ohio State to the championship last year, and um, you know, where it was in the playoffs this year. So, yeah. No, good point. Uh, and what about Nick Foles? Do you think he stays there? Do you think he gets Ooh, traded? I think he's a, I think he's a prime trade candidate personally. Um, uh, you know, if any court, if any any QBs there, any 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 teams there, at, uh, you know, QB falls, and they actually have a pretty competitive team. I mean, I think I think he's a great target. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I, I can't really picture where he would go at the moment. Uh, but let's see. I mean, maybe him going back to the Eagles is never it's not far fetched. So you never know. Well, if anything, Indy now, right? With Carson Wentz oh, going down true. and um, Frank Reich being his old QB coach at the Eagles. Um, there's been some talk about, and they, I think they've even asked Reich and Folds, and they've both been quite diplomatic about it all. But uh, yeah, Indy's a strange one. I mean, they've had a bit of rough start to preseason with yeah. both Quinton Nelson and um, Wentz going down with the same injury. So uh, speedy recovery to them. And then running back. So, you know, I had to um, eat humble pie and um, <laughs> I was very low on David Montgomery. Uh, but, you know, we called it that the schedule was fantastic and he capitalized. Um, you know, Chiggs was high on Montgomery and Montgomery ended the season well. What do you see this season? for? It's his contract year, I believe. Right. So how do you see this season playing out for Monty? Correct. Um, I can uh, let's see. I believe the central schedule, running back wise, they actually have, I believe, looks like the ninth easiest schedule. So, um, schedule wise, I think uh, uh, you're in good shape uh, with them. Uh, I have, from what I can tell, Cohen, he's still recovering, and uh, that part uh, kind of concerns me a little bit. Um, and he was one of the guys I would I would expect him to uh, go. You know, take take a lot of that share. You know, carry the you know basically maybe maybe go to 80, 20, 75, 25. You know, you know, obvious passing downs. You know, Cohen's going to come in, uh, but uh, yeah, he was he was the only concern I had. And from what I can tell, he's he's so slow in his recovery. So I think Montgomery's going to get the go ahead. Um, he I mean, he's apparently in camp. He's been running. You know, they've been saying he's running hard. Like you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, you look at the uh, last couple of games during the playoffs. I mean, the finals. If you do have them, you're going to be playing the Giants. Um, Canada, they uh, they do have a pretty pretty stifled uh, defense there. The last three games are Minnesota, Seattle, and 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 the Giants. So not as easy fareable a lineup as um, as you know Monty had last year. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you know he's, 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 I think he's going to have some very favorable matchups throughout the season. Uh, the uh, the uh, again the question is going to come back to the quarterback a little bit. I mean, if they're you know it is an upgrade, so. Um, on that standpoint, he should do. He should fare a little better, and uh, get another year of, of uh, experience under his belt. So, I mean, I'm. I, I I think he's. I think he's going where I would expect him in drafts. He's. Um. I, I would say he's right where he should be. He is going sooner than he was last year, and uh, yeah. that's well deserved. Um. And that. I kind of. I kind of think that way he was going last year was quite fair, and this year I, I would say the same. It's quite fair. Um. If you need a running back, I think he'll be a decent running back too. And then you mentioned Tariq Cohen. Do you think he still holds value in PPR, or is he more? I I, I, I think he does, as long as his injury. Uh, injury was again coming back from that injury. Um, I thought he'd be ready to roll with it, uh, you know, week one. But they're saying he might be out for a couple of weeks to start with. Uh, so that's that's the only that's that's something I'll keep an eye on. 
Uh, but in a PPR league or in a best ball situation, I actually drafted him in best ball, I think, uh, in the June draft because that was before news came out of uh, his injury progression. Um, yeah. But uh, that, that's the only part that that, that kind of that kind of put me off a little bit. Um, I don't see any of the running backs behind him. Uh, that uh, you got a rookie running back, I believe, right? They drafted. Uh, well, they got Damian Williams. Who... Oh, they do have Damian Williams. That's yeah, right. so I was just going to ask you about uh-huh. Williams. You know, do you think? Look, he he ended really well the season. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Um, he had a very good run in the sort of off season. I think he even scored two touchdowns, if I remember correctly, against the 49ers. Then he took the year off for COVID. Um, and you know, KC have sort of um, got their sort of own players in CEH and Co. So, do you think Williams makes an impact, or is yeah. he more of a just a best ball type dart throw? Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be something you have to watch. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would only trust him if if uh, if Monty goes down. I think if anything, having Williams kind of hurts Monty's value. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, outside of that, I don't think I don't, I don't expect anyone rostering him. Um, like outside of injury purposes or handcuff handcuff purposes, I wouldn't be drafting him anywhere. Yeah. So um, let's move on to the uh, receivers. So. Um... Anthony Miller is out of town. He's at the, gosh, the Jags, is it? If I remember yeah. correctly. Um, uh, I think I think someone someone on this podcast called him the next. Um, oh, what, what did they say? The next. Uh, who was the player? He kind of said. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Oh, the next Michael Thomas. That's right. That's 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 it. Well, one of them's injured. One isn't. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, I I think you know. Who was paying attention last year? You could see the rise of Donnell Mooney. Yeah. Um, solid performer. I think he's going to get a lot more um, of that wide receiver to snap. So, you know, I think the big names in that offense are really Alan Robinson, Donnell Mooney. Um, how do you feel as a Robinson owner given the QB situation uh, at the moment? I honestly think it's an upgrade. We know we saw Trubisky last year, I mean, the years with Robinson. We saw him. Uh, you know, Foles. I don't think fare much better. Uh, I, I, I think, I, I think having Andy or even Fields for that matter, I think it's an upgrade for Robinson. So, and and Robinson's always just been that one consistent wide receiver um, in fantasy and 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 uh, for the Bears, um, he is playing on a franchise tag, and people don't realize, but he's quite young. I, I want to say he's still what twenty six, maybe seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Twenty seven. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I, well, I he's, he's, he's 28 in a couple of weeks. So. Okay. I mean, he's, I think he's got, he's, he's got still solid years in front of him. I mean, I just, uh, I mean, it, he, he, the numbers he put up, we've got to remember with who he had, you know, behind the center and uh-huh. he still regularly produced, um, you know, just consistent numbers. He's one of those guys that you can just count, count him in. He's not, you know, he's not going to give you great, you know, you know, week in, week out, he's not going to give you wide receiver, like top five numbers. He'll be a consistent, like top 10 every week. And that's, that's what I look for in an actual wide receiver. He's a boring wide receiver, but he'll get you those consistent numbers that you want. Yeah. Would you, uh, would you back him to be a wide receiver one this season? Um, uh, has he not been the past couple of years? Oh, he pretty much always is. He has been. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I think, uh, I think you have some young, young, uh, young studs coming in. Uh, definitely per game. Uh, if, if you average out points per game, uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I would say like on average, he's going to be 
probably top 15 for sure. We'll have a couple of games to be top one. But, I, yes, I'm, I'm going to go with it. I think he's going to be a wide receiver one again. I mean, I, I just – you only have Moody there, and you got Mark Pease, Goodwin. Um, I don't see any other, any other target hogs on that team when it comes to uh, on the receiving side. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to have enough targets where uh, he should be wide receiver one. Yeah, and Chiggs has joined as well. Chiggs, how do you feel about uh, Robinson and Mooney in particular for this year? Yeah, um, I completely agree. I think Robinson should finish as a wide receiver one. Um, I think he has 25 to 30% of the targets there. Um, he's put up, you know, wide receiver num- one numbers with absolutely a quarterback, you know, Blake Bortles and um, when he was in Jacksonville and um, Trubisky and Foles, you know, in, in Chicago. All the reports about Justin Fields and Camp been, you know, really good. So, yeah, I think that just bodes well for Robinson. So, I think Mo said it right. He's not, he's not, he's not glamorous kind of, you know, consistent, solid every week. He should give you sort of low end, low wide receiver one numbers every week. Um, you know, and, and he'll mm. finish by the end. He'll finish as a low end wide receiver one, which is great. Especially like if you if you're doing a to say redraft, if you start your you know first two rounds with you know um, running back, running back, or Kelsey in a running back, something like that. Like Allen Robinson is your first wide receiver in the third round is is ideal, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he always gets undervalued because people think about the QB situation, but. He's, you know, he's probably one of the most unlucky receivers in football, yeah. given the given who he's at to QB with. But uh, he's always always performed. Uh, tight end room is interesting. So obviously, Cole Komet is now into his second season. Uh, you've also got Jimmy Graham, who's into like his twelfth season. They brought in Jesse James from the Lions, but again, figure him not to be much of a passing kind of guy. Do you? Is there anyone you fancy in their fantasy terms? Any of the three or, gosh, anyone else? I really like Cole Komet um, long, long term. I think they need to get rid of Jimmy Graham, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. I think this season, him being there probably caps his upside a bit. You know, rookie season last year, I think it was, and, you know, he flashed really good good games, right? So you can see the talents there. Um so hopefully, you know, his second season, he makes that sort of next step up. Um, yeah. So, you know, he, he's definitely a, a young up-and-coming tight end. If, you, if, you, if you've got him on your roster, you'll be very happy. Yep, I agree. Cole Komet, do you think he produces this year? Or is he just the whole in Dynasty? Basically, are you, are you taking him yeah. in any redraft? Uh, if this tight end premium... Um, you know, maybe as a late and it's maybe keeper value, maybe as a late round flyer. Yeah. Um, I don't, I think, I don't think he's got top 12, you know, upside with Graham there, but you know, he's, he's one of those kind of guys you can probably find him on waivers if he, if he starts off up, right? Um, pick him up because that, that tight end group from say, uh, outside of the big, you know, big five five or six, mm-hmm. they're all going to be much of a muchness, aren't they? So, you know, like Irv Smith, Troutman, Komet, Higby, all that kind of range. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll gamble on him. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, and then we're on to the Lions, uh, a team that's uh, quite obviously. Yeah, think, um, but the uh, you know I need to give up a bit of hype for David Montgomery, right? Unless oh, <laughs> we we already did that. We already it's did right. that. <laughs> one one thing to note is where last year he had like the Jags and. God, who else was awful? Like the Bengals, or he just had the easiest run in you'd want in the playoffs. This season, it's a bit different. He's got the Giants, the Seahawks, and was Vikings. it the 49ers? Uh, oh, Vikings. Yeah, three, you know, three teams with almost legendary linebackers and good sort of um, good front, front four as well. So I don't think it's going to be as easy, but I do think, you know, yeah, you've sold me on Montgomery. He proved me wrong. I had my humble pie last season. Um, so, yeah, we did. Just before you joined, we did give him his due props. All right, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. So on to the, the uh, hype camp, so. Well, on to the uh, rebuilding Lions then. Uh, they've obviously traded away uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, and as part of that, they've got Jared Goff. Um, they've obviously taken on Goff's contract. Um, so, Mo, what are the chances that uh, David Blau or Tim Boyle get a run out this season? <laughs> oh, David Blau. Um, I'm going to say zero. Outside of injuries, um, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's, it's going to be Goff's team uh, until uh, uh, they get the number one pick next year. Uh, number one, number two, and that's when they draft a QB. Yeah. So their running back rooms. Uh, well, actually, let's talk about Goff. What do you, what do you see for Goff? Um, do you think he's a QB two, or do they can push um, QB one? Uh, definitely not QB one. It's gonna be uh, the good thing is gonna be garbage points. Lots of garbage points to be had here, um, and uh, because of garbage points, I mean, I can maybe see him come in, maybe. Uh, but again, you don't know who he's throwing to, uh, and I mean maybe. Uh, I mean, unless you're super flex, you're not. Let's just say you're not drafting him, and if you are, he's probably going to be your QB three. Um, I wouldn't even trust him as a QB two. Uh, but garbage points are worth something, and because of that, I mean, I can maybe see him maybe be top twenty QB. I mean, you got to remember he doesn't have the weapons he had in uh, with the Rams. Um, he's got a, he's got a nice young stud in running back, but um, uh, I just uh, I mean, he he wasn't ever that accurate there, and. Um, he had a defense that could always fall back behind here. I mean, you know, I'm kind of worried that, that, you know, once once Detroit once Detroit falls back, uh, you know, you know, a couple of scores, the defense is going to pin their ears back and just 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 rush the QB because they know every play is going to be um, uh, a passing uh, passing a play. So uh, because of that, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not going to have much faith in them this year. No, and that's an interesting point because it's a team we expect to be behind a lot and probably a team with garbage points. But, Chiggs, what are your thoughts with DeAndre Swift then, with that in mind, you know, as a team that we think will be behind quite a lot? I think Swift should be okay with his um, receiving ability. You know, I think Goff's going to have a lot of little dump-offs, you know, when he's under pressure. So, for me, his two kind of safety blankets are going to be Swift and Hawkinson. So, weirdly, I'm actually quite bullish in people. PR for this. I think you know. I think the offense is gonna be um, one of the worst in the league. So I think you know touchdown opportunities will be light. But um, I think he'll make his chops in the just in the receiving game, as yeah, just the, the short area dump off from Goff. Yeah, and uh, 
Mo, do you think Jamal Williams has any fantasy value? Uh, no, probably not. Um, again, just a handcuff. Uh, I think exactly kind of like the role he played in uh, Green Bay. He, he, yeah. he probably it was more. He had a little bit more touches touches there probably, but um, yeah, just a hang. It's just a good handcuff. So receivers then. So they lost Stafford, and with Stafford they lost Golladay, who's at the uh, Giants. So um, who do you see as their wide receiver one? You know, if you had to draft a receiver for fantasy, who would it be? Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's true. I cannot argue with that. Yeah, because you know, like you're looking across the names. I mean, Quintus C. First, Geronimo Allison, Brashad Perryman, Amon Ra St. Brown, um, who I'll come on to, Damian Ratley, um, Terrell Williams might be the most well known. I name. that's that's probably where I'm going with maybe Terrell Williams and Perryman. One of them may turn out to be good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm drafting anyone in a redraft league. Um, uh, and then, of course, you know. Probably Amon Ra would be. I mean, he's actually got great reviews in uh, from yeah. camp and stuff. But uh, um, it's it's. I don't think I don't think you would draft anyone in a redraft league uh, for dynasty. I think I think Amon Ra. Um, he he could he could play a pretty major role down the road. Yeah, I think Amon Ra is going to be one of these players who ends up on waivers um, post draft, but I think will be wavered by a lot of teams in the season because it looks like already he's kind of being used as their wide receiver one. Um, I was reading a snippet yesterday saying just watching him be Jeff Okuda, who you'd imagine is their cornerback one, has yeah. just been like amazing, you know, on offense and defense. Um, so, yeah, the um, beat writer who sort of commented on that said it's just been fascinating. One player, Amon Ra, would absolutely have him for toast and then another player, Okuda, just you know, mauls him. So I, I think Amon Ra is going to get a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, new coaching regime. Um, he's new to the team. I think they drafted him like the third, maybe the fourth. So for receiver, that's decent capital. Um, so yeah, I think Amon Ra is going to be one of these players that you do end up taking off your waivers in redraft because he starts producing. Um, and I think I think we've all agreed. I think all three of us have said it with a name like that. You gotta love the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He was a guy I was looking at um, before he came out from college, just because of his name alone. Was, uh... <laughs> and then tight end, um, the big name, obviously, Mo, for you, I'm guessing, is Darren Fells. So, uh... <laughs> no, TJ Hawkinson, you know, I think he had his breakout last year. Um, you were saying you think he'll be a top three tight end this year. Uh, Chiggs, I think you were saying sort of top five. So just across the board, people are expecting. He's interesting. Obviously, Kelsey won, Waller two, and you think Hawkinson comes in behind those two? Yeah, I think I was with you guys. Same thing. I think you and I both. No, 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 no Mo, Mo was saying uh, Hawkinson. Chiggs, I think you were saying you'd take Kittle as your top oh, three. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kittle and probably take Andrew still as well, just because I think the, the touchdown upside, you know, in that offense is higher. Um, so yeah, but I, I can see him finishing top five comfortably, you know, injury, injury proof kind of thing. 
I think yeah, that's so, one. The only other one that might break into that sort of group is Kyle Pitts, but yeah, those, those would be my top five. Yeah, Pitts is a, an interesting one as well. Uh, so we're on to the Packers. I think the drama is over, at least for this season. Aaron Rodgers is back and probably gave the most <laughs> open interview I've ever seen a player give. I think he knows he's kind of got the 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 team and, you know, they're sort of upper management by the balls now. And um, he's kind of got free reign to say what he wants and just tell him how it is. So, you know, he was very do you open. Not, about- do, you, do you not think it's a bit of a dick move? In some of the stuff he was saying, maybe it is, but he's you know he's scorned, he's hurt, um, uh, you know, he's, it's like th- I think he just feels really let down, and he you know he made some valid points. It's like yes, it's big headed, but players come to Green Bay to play with Aaron Rodgers. You know, a lot of them do, even on defense, um, and I think most players would tell you that. He's been there for 17 seasons. Um, you know, he's bought him a ring. Um, and I think well, he just he, wants more respect. And I think he's earned it. You know, I, I, I don't know. As a, I was kind of glad as a just an out, outside ob- observer that a, pl- a player, you know, who has, in my eyes, earned that right to demand more respect is kind of, you know, chasing it and not just... Um, not just another man in the team kind of thing, because I think he's a lot more than that. So I don't know, like it can be perceived in many ways, of course. Like, don't get me wrong. I think, as you said, I think he made some valid points, but I don't recall Tom Brady ever sort of going to those lengths, um, speaking out about the team, right? Uh, even when he left, um, you know, and there's obviously a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, right? But Rogers has won one ring in the, was it 17 years he's been there? And mm. he's had had a better supporting cast than Brady's had, right? You know, the best receiver Brady ever had was was Brandy Moss. Outside of that, you know, he's made guys like Wes Welker, Julian Edelman look like absolute stars. Rogers had um, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. He's got Devontae Adams. Like, he's got weapons. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of... I, I, I agree with you. You know, you could argue he's underachieved for the level of talent, but I, 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 his point was not just about the receivers. It was also about how they treated veterans and yeah, yeah. how he felt they disrespected. And, you know, he seems like, he seems like a, a player's player. I think people are going to gravitate to him. He's got a personality. I think he's going to make time for players. Um, and, it, you know, he, when he's naming names and it, you know, he wasn't looking at like a, a crib sheet. He just knew all these names of players that he felt were disrespected, Randall Cobb being one, David Bakhtiari. So I think that, you know, he had a lot of frustrations. He wanted more input into the process. And after raising that, then they've kind of disregarded it and traded for his replacement. And um, so there's a lot of ways to look at it. But Would you reckon, Mo? Um, I'm, I, I think I've, I've always thought he's one of those guys. That I think he comes off very, like you said, like you know, just, just, you know, just since, since the whole Brett Favre situation, just kind of since the draft, like you know, um, I, I think that's his personality. So I, I do get where you're coming from, Chigs, um, as, and, and I, and I do get that vibe from him. Uh, and, uh, I, but again, I, I see the other side of it too. I do see that he's a, you know, he like, I think like Amir said it best. He's a, he's a player's 
player. Um, he, you know, he'll advocate for them and whatnot. And um, and, and I, I do think I, th- I think an organization like that should treat him more. I think I do think Brady got more respect from, uh, you know, maybe not Belichick per se. I mean, Belichick only gives you so much respect, and he probably had the highest level of regard uh, of respect there. And I think he also did have have say in here and there, like you know, the fact that he always take a pay cut. You know, you know, you know, Robert Kraft and him, I think buddies. And you know they'll he'll always come in you know and you know tell him oh, I want this I want this and you know I, I think they'll try to help him out and work with him. And I, I think the fact that I don't think Rogers was ever invited to that you know to that room or whatnot I think that's what kind of hurt him. And again his personality I think I think you know some people will just kind of sit back and you know it's all good. With his personality, um, yeah he I, I I can see how I can see how he came out and I I do I do agree to on that standpoint. Um, you know. But I also understand the frustration. So I'm, I'm kind of like, like I said, I think I'm kind of with Amir, where the whole fact where it's nice watching it from the outside, it's kind of entertaining, and um, uh, um, the fact that it has no, uh, no repercussions on my team whatsoever is great. Um, I'm kind of interested <laughs> where he's going to go next year, and uh, whether uh, my dynasty player Adam's going to go with him, or if Alan Robinson gets recruited to go play with him. So uh, that's that's all I got. That'd be the fun part. <laughs> and and um, let's also remember uh, Brady. Did leave, you know. He ended, so we don't know what issues there may have been there. But end of the day, he was able to run down his contract and leave. Rogers is stuck in a longer term contract and trying to leave, but doesn't have the same um, opportunity, I suppose, because he's tied in, you know, to a, yeah. a long contract. Uh, but he, he did, <clears throat> for all intents, it seems like he did try and leave, and. They've blocked yeah. it, and um, as he said himself, they just threw more money at me, and that's not what I wanted. You know, it's not about the money. But you can't you can't sign like a long term deal and then go, oh, I want out now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, at least Brady, he ran his contract down. Yeah, and then he, he moved to the bridge, and you can't you can't you know, sign a five year deal, and then after one or two years, go, oh, I'm off now, but I still I still want all the upside of getting paid. Um, but I can walk <laughs> out whenever it doesn't work like that so yeah so Chiggs before you joined we were we were recapping the draft from Saturday and Mo was oh, saying yeah. Mo was saying what uh, from his observation one player he was surprised fell so low was OBJ and I said maybe not to the same extent but another player I've noticed still going so low and that's in our best ball that's in our draft at the weekend is Aaron Rodgers I see him going around that QB seven, eight, even nine. Like even on our best ball draft, he was taken after like Tom Brady, for example. Um, so I, I think people are still looking at Rogers as that, you know, a player who's still annoyed and may walk out kind of thing. I, and that's why I, I think he's being undervalued a bit uh, in in redraft leagues, especially um, or season I- long. See, I think that's about fair value, right? Because obviously the the the, the league we drafted at the weekends a four point per passing touchdown league. Yeah. So you know your um your your rushing QBs are going to be more valuable, right? So obviously Mahomes won. Um, Lamar, Dak, Kyler, uh, Josh Allen should be your top five, right? Just because of their rushing upside. Um. So then for me, Rogers falls into that next, you know, six to you know, six to ten range, right? With with Brady, Tannehill, um, yeah. So 
you know, and then then it just comes down to a personal preference of of who you, who you want, right? And then, you know, you could even make, I mean, I'm not that I would, but you can make the case that Jalen Hurts with his rushing upside could mm. you know could be man in in a this is four point passing touchdown league, right? So um, I think Rogers had a ridiculous year last year. You know, his, his, I think his touchdown to interception ratio was was crazy. Yeah, and he was playing pissed off with the fact they they um, they signed Jordan Love. I still think he's going to have a good season, but you know you're almost baking a bit of you know regression. You know, is he going to throw to that same number of touchdowns? Maybe. But yeah, you've, you've got him in a league where you're some people's favourite to win the league. Now, a lot of that comes with having a name like Rogers in the superflex spot. So, how how do you see him finishing uh, in six point per touchdown leagues, for example? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think he he's, he's got you know he's got number one upside for sure. Uh, um, do I see him finishing there in our league? No, probably, you know, I can see him finishing top five. Okay, but, although I've also got Kyle. So for me, I've got two top ten QBs that both have got QB behind Mahomes upside, right? In in six point for passing touchdown leagues and. You know, I, I had a few inquiries over the summer about, you know, um, about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I would have rather um, him, him retire than trade him because, you know, you know you're selling him for depressed value. You know, you're oh, not yeah. getting to get what you want, right? Like, um, yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm very, I was very worried that he wasn't going to play this year um, and I would have been stuck with Jared Goff as my QB too. So, yeah, fair point. Yeah. So then um, running backs, then Aaron Jones did end up signing. Uh, we were talking in the offseason about whether he might leave, but he did end up signing. Um, so, Mo, you own Jones. What do you feel about Jones and Dylan this season? Do you think Dylan gets more workload or do you think Jones is still going to? I, th- I, think jo- I, th- I think Jones will still eat. Um, Dylan, I can see him maybe getting a little bit more of the goal line. Uh, but Jones is by far a different level runner. Um, I think, um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, I, I think the only thing I kinda, I'm concerned with is the strength of schedule uh, for Jones. Outside of that, I think, I think he's going to ball out. Um, yeah, he, he should be, he should be, he should be a solid running back this year. Um, outside, but I mean, I, I honestly, I think Dylan's just going to really just take Williams work. And Williams has been there all year. Uh, the plus side is when, when Williams wasn't there, Jones got, a nice heavy dose of running, which is always nice. And um, I, I would I would say, and Williams was always injury prone on that end. So on that part, I think his overall numbers, I think Dylan will eat into it a little bit compared to prior years. Uh, but yeah. Jones Jones will get his share. No, that's fair. Um, so in the receiver room, Devontae Adams, you know, arguably one of the best in the game. Madden 99 rated. Um Again, I think that's two years in a row for him. But outside of Devontae Adams, they brought back Randall Cobb. They've got Devin Funches. You've got Alan Lazard, <laughs> who's flashed. Um, Amari Rogers, you know, who they drafted this year. And now that we know it is going to be Aaron Rodgers, most likely, under centre, which of those other players do you have hope for in fantasy? Is there anyone you'd uh, trust to start in week one or you think might end up having a role to play? 
Uh, I'm I'm uncertain on this one. I mean, I I, I think it was going to be Lazard. I thought it was MVS last year and ended up being Lazard. You still have even St. Brown. I think he just I think Rogers going to spread it around again. One week you'll have this guy going off. One other week you'll have another. Randall Cobb is probably the most intriguing one of them all. Um, if anybody just lining up in the slot there and you know having having a, a you know really good um, rapport with Rogers and um, Rogers knows that you know Adams is the one guy you can always trust to catch the ball. That was his biggest issue with all the other wide receivers. They just kept dropping the ball. And I think yeah. I could see Cobb getting, a, you know, a nice sprinkle of touches just because, you know, he trusts him and all. Um, well, I'm surprised. I don't even know what Funches is even still doing there. Um, he, uh, outside, yeah, outside of, I think, Lazard and MBS uh, and St. Brown have a little bit of intrigue. Uh, but uh, it's, it's going to be the Adams and Cobb show, in my opinion. You, you, did you see recently Devin Funches became a world record holder? I don't know if any of you guys caught that. What was it for? So um, it was at Mile High Stadium. That's how I saw it because it was on one of the uh, Broncos fan sites. And <laughs> he the, he broke the world record that Gronk got last year for catching um, a ball from the oh. highest elevation, I think out of like a helicopter or something. So he beat <laughs> Gronk's record. And now, yep, you're talking about world record holder Devin Punches. <laughs> Yeah, let, let me know when he's one of those players that, uh, again, so much talent and just, um, just never, just can never get, com, com, get him, get him to compete or get him to commit to the game and the professionalism. And um, uh, yeah, um, uh, he, he is only, the, he is the true representation of a one season wonder. <laughs> he's literally had one good season in his career with the Panthers and. You know, fair play to him. Got a big money move off the back of that, and he's just <laughs> been so awful, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Anywhere else? Uh, yeah. MVS is another one. MVS I like for best ball because um, he has those games in the season sometimes where he'll, you know, get two touchdowns, 180 yards on like three receptions. But uh, I like MVS for best ball. But yeah, definitely not season long. And then tight end, um, you know, Robert Tunyon came up kind of out of nowhere and ended up, I think, as a top five tight end last season. You've also got Jay Sternberger, who hasn't really done anything so far. Mercedes Lewis, who's, you know, seasoned veteran, I think entering his 17th season or something. So what do you feel about that tight end room, Chiggs? Do you think Tunyon um, will be any good this season? Uh, um, you know. It was, it was, I think it was all touchdown uh, dependent last year. I think he was you know, he was a great value guy given he probably picked him off of weight. But he ended up finishing what top top five, maybe top eight of the position, something like that. Um, I can't see him sustaining that. I think you know I think he will do okay, but again I think he'll finish in that pack of you know that tight end. Low tight end one, high tight end two, which is all the same in ultimately. Yeah, Mo, thoughts uh, on? Uh, I, I agree. I thought, yeah, I think I agree. I, I think, especially ADP wise, um, I'm I'm not I'm I have no interest in Tonyan actually, and I, and again I might be I might be proven wrong. Um, I I just I just even last year you just didn't see the consistency. I think he had those big games early, then you see a little low, just just a dry spell for a good bit, then you see him pop back up and. I don't like that, you know, that streakiness. I mean, he had, um, he had 11 touchdowns on 52 receptions. So one in five receptions was a touchdown. 
crazy or right? like he had a run right five six games yeah. in a row i think yeah touchdown but what i would say is they've not added anyone to really unless devin funches plays <laughs> they've not really added a big body to sort of take those red zone targets away adams has always been there and he's gonna eat but i still think there's a big touchdown upside for somebody like yeah. a, a tunyon and you know i was gonna ask who do you rather have Something like Zach Ertz or Robert Tunyon for this season. Tun- Tun- for sure, I think. Yeah. Um, I, unless Zach Ertz gets cut or traded, then I'm kind of leaning Zach Ertz. Really? I, I think if he gets if he gets traded or cut to a, or a tight end needy team, I, I mean, Ertz is actually very. I mean, we forget how oh, good Ertz is. So you're saying if he moves, right? Like if he stays moves, in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Okay. He's he's saying he stays in Philly. Yeah, if he moves, then yeah, food, yeah, definitely. But um, I think, um, yeah, I'll, I mean, right now I'll take Tunyon. Okay. One that I'd say, I'd say, like, for me, be, you know, would you take Robert Tunyon or um, Logan Thomas? Uh, LT for me, any day. Oh, yeah, Logan Thomas. I mean, he was a top three tight end last season. So, and... You know, I don't think his role is going to change. I know they've added Diami Brown, who's a bit of a big-bodied guy, but um, and he's older guy. I think Thomas isn't he like thirty or something. But I think he'll be fantasy relevant for this season. Um, Nothing. I checked it, but I suspect they're probably going in the similar sort of range. Um, so look at BP at the moment. Uh, Tunyon's going. Uh, uh, Titan 12 behind Evan Engram. Uh, Logan Thomas is going at eight. So, so t- it's uh, Engram, Tunyon, Gasicki, Jonu, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, uh, Smith. That's uh, that's my current ADP. That sort of a cluster again. Yeah. Okay. So uh, last team then, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Kurt Cousin under center. I think he signed a a small extension as well if i remember correctly so um how do you feel about kirk cousins um i think he's always underrated but he doesn't ever sort of threaten like top six top seven qb so i don't know what do you feel about cousins let's say in a super flex league i don't expect him to start much in one qb leagues but uh chiggs how do you feel about cousins as the qb2 in a super perfect, perfect qb2 who's criminally underrated for, for that, you know. Like, as you say, he hasn't got QB1 sort of upside, but, you know, for this, for this season, I'd be very, very, very happy plugging him in as my QB2. Yeah. You know, I think I think he finished, he might even finish as a low-end QB1 last year, or, or high-end QB2 at the very worst. And I think he's done it over a few seasons, so, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Mo? Uh, I agree. I, I think um, actually, I think just in this uh, uh, best ball we're drafting, I, that, that's my second QB I, I got. Um, uh, I think uh, yeah, he's just he's a consistent consistent player. Um, he's in an offense that's run first. That's that's that would be the only concern. But um, uh, I think I think this year, I think uh, they're they're gonna have to start putting up some points. And he, he's got he's got a nice shiny toy in Jefferson. You have Irv Smith coming around. So I mean, I I I, I like Cousins. Um, uh, I think he's a you know super flex. I think he's like probably one of the best. QB twos you can have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 
Yeah, agreed. I like. I, th I think he's underrated. Um, I think there's other flashier names you get picked ahead of him, but you know, and uh, Cousins has those boneheaded games in him where he just has an absolute dud and like three interceptions and 50 total yards and and stuff like that. But uh, he has got very good weapons, and they replaced Diggs with Jefferson, who sort of just step right in. So yeah, I like that. And then you know the running backs, which we're coming on to now. So Dalvin Cook are in many people's eyes the most sort of naturally talented running back i know i know you can make a case of derrick henry and saquon barkley and um jonathan taylor and so on but uh dalvin cook i think what he surprised people with last season was just how much he was involved in the passing game do you think that changes this year mo do you think they um in a i think I think with his age, um, I think they're going to limit him a little bit. I think I really do believe they're going to. And honestly, I thought this was going to happen last year. And that's the only reason. Uh, that was my dumbest trade uh, ever, probably, or one of the dumbest. I basically got uh, Sanders and Rhaegar for Davin Cook. Um, uh, and uh, But my, I think my biggest concern was his injury prone. And and I think Matheson, I think they're going to they're gonna try to – Give him, you know, just kind of, just kind of let in the load on, on, uh, you know, on Cook. Yeah. That's really, what they need to do. You don't, you don't want to. You've seen these running backs get, you know, ran to the ground, and Dalvin Cook has an injury history. Um, and because of that, I honestly do believe, and they should, you know, on a team standpoint, they should, they should kind of share the load there, especially when Matheson and them are very similar style runners. Yeah, Chiggs, what do you feel about Cook this year, given? you know, some of the elite running backs that we do have in the league. I think we've, you know, very rich in running back talent at the moment across the league. Where yeah, no, I think... Um, stands amongst those? Um, yes, I think he's still number two behind McCaffrey. I think, um, you know, he's he's good receiver of the ball. He has a lot of, you know, he scores a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, the only thing is he... The injury um, injury risk, but you know, yeah, all backs have that. So you know, I'm not dinging for that. Um, yeah, in terms of talent, yeah, I, I can I, I can see him finishing. You know, put it so he's he's got number one upside, right? If you know, if, outside of McCaffrey, so um, yeah, yeah, and he's, he's, he's a player you're going to rely on if you own him. You're probably going to rely on him to get you far. Because if it's a redraft or a keeper league, your chances are you've drafted him very early. If it's a dynasty league, you know that you know it's probably looking at two more elite seasons given the history of running backs. So you're relying on someone like that. There's always the worry with the injury history uh, as well. I mean, Mattison is good, and you know physically they're quite similar in size. I think Mattison's just a little bit bigger. Um, less nimble, but talent-wise, there's a huge difference. So, yes, while they might have a similar running style, I don't think Madison can just take over and do what Dalvin does if uh, if Dalvin gets injured personally. Um, so, yes, it's still worth handcuffing, and I've done that where I own him, but also uh, I think there's a huge difference in talent between those two. Otherwise, Madison would have, you know, he's been in the league three years, he would have had more opportunity if he truly was almost as good. That's just my view anyway. Um, 
So then we're on to the receivers. You know, the two names who really stand out, of course, are Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So um, Justin Jefferson had a bit of a scare. I think they're saying it's not anything serious. It's a sprained AC joint, so like a shoulder injury. Mo, you seem to be, uh, be quite well-versed in um, sporting injuries. How uh, painful is an AC joint and what's the recovery normally like? I think proper rehab, I think I can keep a good shape. I, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know what strain level is it. Was it strain one, two? I didn't, I didn't know what, like what level degree the sprain was. Um, so I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly, um, but from everything I'm reading, um, like just, and I, I don't think any, you know, I, I haven't heard anything like, you know, that was a shocker. So I don't, I don't think it's a high level sprain. Um, so I, I honestly, I think he'll be up and going sooner than later. Okay. What are your thoughts on Adam Thielen? I think every, last two, three seasons, people think, oh, he's peaked and now's the time to sell. He's peaked and his value doesn't change too much. It's always... If you're talking trade value, you're talking around a first, you know, for someone like Thielen. Um, what makes you think that might change this season? Or do you think it won't change? He'll still be that solid late receiver think, one, early two. I think I think that, that that window to get a first is probably gone now. Um, I reckon you might around play. Um to try and acquire and I was looking to pay a second for it which would ultimately have been a, a late I think I think um, mid mid to early seconds was probably fair now uh, maybe but he still performed last year and in PPR formats he still eats um but his, think... his thing right like you think he, he had a lot of touchdowns last yeah, and that's Jefferson's first year. I think yeah, Jefferson's going to be even better this year. Darwin is still a run first team with Darwin Cook. Um, I just don't think you you would burn a first for a guy that maybe gives you, you know, uh, well, personally, you wouldn't be making that move now. I think there's better uses for your first now. Maybe, right, you know, come playoff time, but yeah, that, that's, the thing. that's why he's probably one of those players that it's hard to trade just for just for him because you're probably looking at um, a package where he's involved, but the value is around the late first, early second. That's just my view. I still think he's <laughs> worth that. Um, and that's why you're going to find it hard to trade because a team that wants Thielen is going to be a team that's competing. And therefore, if you're talking early second, it's unlikely that, you know, unless you've acquired through trade, it's unlikely mm -hmm. you're going to hold a, a probable top 15 pick as a win now team. Um, so that's why I think it's just Thielen is one of those vets that's going to be hard to trade because sellers going to want a first, buyers might hesitate to pay a first. But uh, yeah, I, I still think his values around that sort of pick 11 to pick 14 range um and you know sometimes those players can be a bust uh you look at you know rager and rugs and sorry mom not picking on like your team but I'm just saying <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, <laughs> uh, even you know even michael pittman like he had flashes but he's not had elite production yet and okay it's only season one and i've got high hopes for him but i'm just saying you know sometimes it's uh, better the devil you know um with 
with those receivers. Any other receivers you think might uh, might make a, might make a move might be worth rostering or even um, getting in like a best ball type situation? I was actually kind of intrigued by Chad Beebe and also BC Johnson. Those are the two that, you know, again, they haven't broken out. They haven't done much, but I mean, I, I do see like, say I mean, this is more on a dynasty purposes. I don't even think it's best ball. I think for yeah. dynasty purposes, there's some people to keep an eye on. Um, I think I do have one of them. I think I have Chad Beebe in one, but I mean, again, it's he's probably going to get cut, and then, but just someone they want to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah. So no interest in D.D. Westbrook then. Mm, Anyone? Really? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, probably going to be the third target there. So, yeah. So Ab Smith is uh, free of the shackles of Carl Rudolph. Um, finally. I think a lot of people are quite high on Irv Smith. What's his uh, What's his ceiling for you this season? I think again, it's from the touchdowns, right? Like, I think you know, he's not going to be like a target volume guy with Thielen and Jefferson there, and obviously Dalvin Cook. So he's going to make his make his touchdowns, which I think he was pretty good last year, right? I don't know what he scored, but he did, he did sort of towards the end of the season. He started um started showing out a bit. Yeah, yeah. He had two touchdowns in week fourteen, two in week nine. And I think if you followed Rudolph's injury, I think that those are the weeks that he did well. So he's he's one of my sleepers actually. Keep eye on that on this guy. Um, uh, he's um he's he's gonna get those uh get, you know get those touches that uh, would go normally to um Rudolph and him you know in a fifty fifty and he was doing okay but the weeks he did well last year I think Rudolph was out yeah so I I had um I think I remember like, I had Irv Smith as a sleeper for last year I think maybe maybe it was a year too early but I think yeah as you say with Carl Rudolph gone I think the upside is definitely there for him to you know be a, be a tight end one. One thing I would say about Irv Smith, I think it helps him overall for fantasy, but less so in the red zone, is that he's not the biggest tight end. He's only 6'2", which, you know, by our standards is gigantic, but by tight end standards is not that huge. You know, he's not, he's got the body. Um, he's definitely got, you know, physique about him and he's going to outmuscle a lot of DBs who normally DBs or linebackers who tend to cover the tight ends, but also he's not he's not like a jump point kind of tight end who's just so much taller um, than you know who is going to be covering. I mean, to put that in perspective, he's the same height as Adam Thielen, for example. I think Carl Rudolph was more like a six four, six five kind of guy. Yeah. So, um, that's, so that's, while that's actually it, very, I did I, I did not realize he was that short. I'm gonna have to retract half of my statements um, <laughs> uh, well, wow, know, look, yeah. he's, he's got the body um yeah. again putting into perspective he's the same height as Thielen, but he's 40 pounds heavier 42 pounds heavier um so you know he's definitely gonna be able to outpower the kind of players who are gonna um gonna track him but yeah he's also not one that you can just toss it up and he's going to be so much taller than anyone um so just want to sort of a note on, on well, that see, I, I think a lot's going to come down to how they play the Conklin. Um, there's a small chance Conklin may, may play Rudolph's kind of role. And um, they might just, they might, you know, they might just run the two tight end set again. 
That's what they did last year. That's what I think they did the year before. Um, and if that's the case, then I think Irv Smith's going to, you, you've kind of seen, you've seen where, you know, I don't think he's going to have that big of a ceiling. So I think he's going to be, oh, I think he'll be tied into type of numbers. Um, so, yeah. and, and I've heard decent, um, I, I think, I think they have been using Conklin quite a bit because again, when you have, when you, when you have a strong running game, you like those two tight end plays and, you know, two tight, two tight end sets. Uh, you get that extra blocking blockers, especially pass protection here and there. With uh, you know a non-mobile QB, um, uh, I I think there's a very good chance they they play that they use the two tight end sets or more often than less, and um, I could see uh, I could see just Irv Smith's ceiling being just kind of capped to a tight end two level. Yeah, and it's a big season for him because look, we've said the Vikings are run first. When you're a run first team, you quite often need your tight end to help with the blocking. Yeah, um, if he can't do that well then he might not be on the field as much um so even on like play action he may not be there for uh, i mean you know all intents point that he will be but it's a big season because he's going to have a lot more responsibility than he's had whereas with rudolph being a bigger guy he would have probably historically been more reliable as a blocker so i think it's a big season for elf smith i like you i'm quite high on him but i I'm also just aware of some of the fragilities that might be there with him as well. Yeah. Right, so that was the NFC North. We'll be back uh, next week to do the AFC North. Um, Definitely getting the buzz now for the fantasy season. I said first draft in the bag. Uh, Best ball one ongoing. Other drafts all coming up now as well. So, yep, football's coming back, boys. (laughs) Just want to use that chat. Football's coming home. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Anyway, so that's episode 61 in the bag. And that's me signing out. Mo. Giddy up. And Chiggs. Yep.